worked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not sure where the lemons thing came from. <laughs> no, it was just like, just a weird fucking cure. <laughs> I think we ran into some trouble and then <laughs> we, we got ourselves out we, of it. We, we didn't write ourselves into a corner because stuff like that could be resolved. Yeah. It's just not funny. <laughs> yeah, it just isn't funny. So I was just like, right, okay. So basically, what I want to do is, this could be anything. So I'll just say, right, shove two lemons up your nose. Yes, that works. So from Stephen Thomas, we've got Justice and Junior. Justice and Junior. This is a, a law procedural thing, I think. And I'm thinking it's... It's a judge mm. and their child. Yeah. And their child loves that their their parent their their mum's work so much mm. that she starts holding like holding people to account in school. <gasps> That's she learns all the school rules. Yeah. And starts uh, like her own court in yeah. school. Yeah. So <laughs> Right, I'm I'm thinking logistically <laughs> because you're only allowed to work with kid actors for so many hours a day. Yeah. This would be a nightmare to make. To make. Why? Because it'd just Easy. be... Like, just an entire school of children uh, yeah. being put in kid court. Maybe it's a cartoon. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good idea. Yeah, cartoon, uh, sort of in the style of uh, the magic school bus. Recess. Recess, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that sort of... Uh... A uh, bunch of bunch of kids, whole ecosystem going on, mm. just like and and every week, uh, the mum played oh by Susan God. Sarandon is. Um, it's Law and Order, but in a school. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, Susan Sarandon's voicing the mum. Yeah. She's she comes back and she's like, I'm working on this really difficult like this 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 case mm. is going on so long, and she tells um, Ashley Robinson who's who's playing the. Um, Ashley Robinson. Ashley Johnson, mm. uh, who's playing the uh, the the kid. Ashley Johnson from Recess. Recess. Um, Is she in Recess? Yeah. She oh, played right. uh, Ellie in The Last of Us. Yep, yeah, The Last yeah. of Us indeed. Um, she played a load of voice acting work. I think she played Gretchen in. Um, oh in, right, uh, didn't know that. Yeah, go go on. Oh no. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So Ashley Johnson, um, she's she's playing the the, the kid, mm. and she. Um, uh, Susan Randers like tells her all about her day. It's so, it's sort of like um, <clears throat> uh, oh, what's the one that uh, Dougie Hauser? Okay, so like a sort of young, yeah, professional a young. But she's just it's just it's not like he's not a doctor. Yeah. she's she's not a um a judge, hmm. but she's so obsessed with her mum's work. She's learned a load of law. And every week, her mum is having this difficult case or whatever. She talks about her work to her, and she brings that into the classroom, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so this is, like, recess, but with a girl running a court. Yeah, like, she, and she even, like, takes... I, would, I imagine she even takes teachers to task. <laughs> like, she's, she's, like... She is seen as the person who's, like, most neutral in these matters mm. i guess like she's sort of uh helping other people sort of settle well, their problems i think it, it like it a judge could, judy yeah it could it could be like a judge judy thing or it could be like a whole ecosystem of kids 
like some of the kids are playing the part of police uh like <laughs> oh, for shit. her and like there's a whole sort of <clears throat> back and forth between her her legal team and the the people on the on the street well so i imagine i imagine that that's that's partially the case probably mm. is like but not like really not like explicitly mm. but you, you theme it like that so like um this is actually quite a good idea um mm. like uh because it's a cartoon it's difficult but like but no like with a cartoon it gives us like creative license to do different genres so like one episode could be one of the kids uh is like a a sort of noir detective so it's like oh yeah uh it's, it's a tough world the card game of pokemon went to an underground pokemon game so <laughs> well i think i think probably it wouldn't be like themed per episode yeah you probably just have like that will be part of the ecosystem right like yeah. so like every episode will be a bit like a judge judy kind of mm. thing but the disputes would all be over something like something's happened mm. and everyone's like we need to find out who yeah, started yeah. it in this fight yeah, <laughs> like the who, different characters. Who started it? So who started it? We've got uh, the main character, Millie Bobby Brown, play, uh, playing a sort of Judge Judy character. Uh, Ashley Johnson. Actually, oh yeah, Ashley Johnson. We said. Um, oh yeah, no, it's a cartoon, isn't yeah. it? And then we've got like uh, the noir detective. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, who his bits are just like noir pieces, uh, and then we've got the like legal team, which is. Uh, kind of like a law and order kind of thing. That, I, would, like... I would say, I would say, no matter. I don't think we have to have a legal team. Yeah. yeah. I think each time there's a claimant and a defendant and all that stuff. Mm. Each time there's a dispute, that tribe of kids. Yeah. Brings a legal team. Yeah, yeah. Or a le- uh, or a lawyer. Oh no! Or like because it's the all well, the legal teams are like there's a there's a. a... There'll be a. So you got like a cheerleader legal team. It's like. I just wanted to say that yeah. uh, oh, no, the, the, my the, client was nowhere near uh, the location at the time no, of the paint bombing. What, 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 what I think, what I think we should do is sort of dial it back. <clears> so <throat> there, there are like a, a group of characters mm. that are like the defendant and prosecution that are like constantly battling with each other, but they have mutual respect for each other. <laughs> but like it's kids, and then the, <clears throat> the tribes, the tribes come in. Mm. Uh, and like all well, like the cheerleaders, the the jocks, the uh, nerds, the, the all the all, all the different the, yeah all your high school yeah all the high school yeah, all tropes, the, all the elementary kinda, school ter- yeah. stereotypes and <clears throat> and so just look at recess basically yeah, all the guys those... who like climbing on the climbing yeah, yeah. frame the golf boys yeah the, like uh, all, the, all those gangs the the dominoes the, but, but, the... What is, but what it's really about is <laughs> the <this> warriors. <laughs> The baseball boys. Uh, <laughs> the taxi drivers. <laughs> but, like, what we've got is, like, an ecosystem of the, like, basically law and order in the school. So all the main characters are, like... And then we've got <clears> the <throat> class president, who, when we cut to their bits, it's shot, like, the West Wing, <laughs> like, sort of walking down corridors constantly. <laughs> yeah. And they intermingle with all the people, like uh, think, cor- corruption in corruption in the class presidency. I, l- I think I think we can do without the 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 core like legal team yeah. thing, the, the prosecution, the defense. Because mm. I think I think it's best if they kind of bring their own. Because then it's like 
You've got like okay, individual yeah. themed prosecution mm. and defense and Fair. and also it's a dispute, dispute. Like it's not a criminal court. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah, it's, they're just settling basically differences. Mm. Um, but like those differences might be the difference between someone getting detention and someone not or whatever. Fair, yeah, yeah. Um, I sentence you to two days in detention. <laughs> yeah, we're telling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sentence you to telling the teacher. <laughs> And everyone respects that yeah. if the judge tattles, then that's that. That's final. Yeah. Judge's tattle is final. <laughs> and you've got snitches who are sort of um, like uh, undercover cops in What's the gang. What's this called again? Justice and Junior. Justice and Junior. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a pretty solid idea for a yeah. kids' TV show. And then they go home at night, and then um, uh, like I think there's probably some interplay mm. over over a couple of days, like the castle episodes where like um, his daughter helps him with mm. things, and then she comes back and says, "Oh, so what happened in the case when we did it yeah, was?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you've got like a whole. Um... <laughs> It'd be weird to have like an offshooting series. No. Um... No, um, <laughs> where where it <laughs> cuts from animation to regular yeah. film, and then you've got another series where, <laughs> like a like a spin-off series where it's the mum's actual yeah. law cases. So maybe it should be Millie Bobby Brown, so we can yeah. have a physical representation. Yeah. Of both of them, so the cartoon is like the other side of the mum's cases. So basically, like. Uh, the mo- <clears throat> at the beginning of every episode, Millie Bobby Brown and Susan Sarandon mm. are having a conversation. Like Susan Sarandon's like, I don't know why she's talking to a kid about these confidential law cases. Because it's only them. It's, like, it's, it's in America though, so you do. It's public knowledge. Is it? I think. Okay. I think it's like public. Uh... I mean, either way, I think you know. You talk to your kid about your day at work. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, she sort of dumbs it down, but yeah, then then Millie Bobby Brown's kind of reading. Yeah, no, and then Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> talks through the day yeah of how but basically we've had this uh similar thing in our school but yeah. very low stakes yeah. and then it just goes to the whole whole thing and then susan sarandon takes it to her law court and finds it <laughs> finds it a very uh, just uh a just cause I think. and and you uh and basically you have to watch both shows or neither makes sense yeah <laughs> Right. <laughs> but one is like super adult yeah. and the other is mainly for kids. Either one you watch, the other one won't be for you, but you've got to watch think, both for it to make sense. I think you get, yeah, no, I, I kind of like that idea of a very unmarketable TV <laughs> me show. Too, me too, I like it. But also, I just think you can, you can have the one for kids and then just the one and then at the beginning and end of each episode, it yeah. is just, yeah. Yeah, have, have a little like um, after school special moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh wow, that's a really good <laughs> We should make it. Yeah, I kind of want that idea. <laughs> just, uh, just kid court, essentially. Why not? Yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure Recess did an episode like that. Probably, yeah. Must have done. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I love questions. If you were to look at Life's a Pictures as a procedural drama, yeah. um, who would be the gimmick? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, that's a toughie. Yeah. I like to think of us more of as a as a Timon and Pumba sort of scenario, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> one of us is always the gimmick at any given time. <laughs> it's it's situational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
fair. Because <laughs> it is a procedural thing. If you if you look at it, sort of every week we're given a case we've got to solve. <laughs> yeah. That's from Connor Lavelle, and it is Tex Mex Files. Gee whiz. Yeah. That is, yeah, very clever. Yeah, but yes, very clever. I'm, th- I'm thinking it's just the X-Files, but with... Uh... A Texan and a Mexican. Yeah, Texan on the border. Yeah, yeah. And they're like... <laughs> we're, we're solving crimes committed by illegal aliens. And by illegal aliens, we mean actual extraterrestrial. <laughs> like people from Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> just from Jupiter. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, illegal aliens, but yeah. actual aliens. Because of course, like other other immigrants from other planets are fine, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just those ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's to a Texan, like, like when X Files talks about aliens, there's no metaphor for actual real life uh, problems in the world. So when it's when it's actual, like when he it's it, the aliens are a metaphor for uh, immigration. Yep. Yeah, it's it's Men in Black, Matt. It's, it's just Men in Black set in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Either side of the border wall. Yeah. There we go. And Trump's America. A, a two-foot-high border wall. They only had so many bricks. I, I didn't really think about it, but Men in Black is a great procedure. Like, that could easily be a great TV show. Yeah, um, for sure. Could be a great TV show. I think, wasn't it? Pardon? Wasn't it? Didn't they have a cartoon? It was a cartoon, yeah, yeah. yeah. That came after the film. But yeah, it works as a TV show. Yeah. And also, the fact that they're remaking it, and it is very, very relevant. For sure, yeah, In today's era of, like, xenophobia and stuff like that, it's very, very much... Let's see see where they go with it. Well, especially, like, the first scene of Men in Black. Yeah. Is... Yeah, I mean, it's a chase, uh, like, uh, where they you know, track someone down and then the cop is like, yeah. well, there's this guy and then the the, the other guy's like, no, oh, he's just a... Oh, Border Patrol yeah. catches a, a van yeah. filled with people and then Men in Black show up, one of these is an illegal alien and buy illegal alien. Oh, movie. what? You mean the, the pre-credits one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I say, yeah. Yeah, it's very on the nose. For ne- like, Men in Black, one of the best films ever made. I was thinking of the um, the Will Smith one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Will Smith chase. Oh right, yeah, yeah. No, no, um, I, I'm like before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pre-credits. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, out in the desert. Yes. It's yeah. oh, such a great movie. Forgot about that. Yeah. Completely forgot about that scene. It's it's so, yeah, perfect film, Men in Black. Uh, it's even got Vincent D'Onofrio in it. Yeah, <laughs> like Vincent D'Onofrio before he started. I mean, he's been in loads of films before he was in like Daredevil and. Jurassic Park, Jurassic yeah. World, even, and but he seems to have hit his yeah his uh, his stride. Great actor, really fantastic actor. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, Men in Black, oh, on point film, pretty good. I need to watch it again. It's like, like watched it as a kid. I was like, oh yeah, Aliens, this is great. But now I watch it with like a critical eye. I was like, there's nothing bad and about this movie. You know it's... what? I'll go out there and say it. Men in Black Two is fine. It's fine. <laughs> Men in Black 3 is shit, but Men in Black 2 is mm. fine. Men in Black 3 had some good moments. Yeah. Overall, though, pretty terrible. Men in Black 2, yeah, it's not bad. 
like it's yeah, I, I honestly think it's like switching the, the dynamic round was cool. Mm. Um, maybe bit a bit done, but yeah. like Men in Black Two is like a passable is the quality of a passable mm. Marvel movie. Mm. Sort of like Thor The Dark World, yeah. Iron Man 2 kind of standard. Ant-Man and the Wasp sort of standard. Yeah. Um, sort of a mini review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Men in Black 1, though, like, it's it's a... Seminal, yeah. It's the fucking highest bar yeah. to start off with. Very, very it's, good, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one to make a sequel for. I think, but like, Men in Black 2... Yeah. Um, I definitely obviously prefer one, but mm. I think Men in Black 2, um, it does the thing of switching Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Like... I, I don't think it works that well, though. It's it's a weird one. Like, um, I've listened to Lindsay Ellis's criticisms of it. Yeah. And it is just like, they are trying really hard in that film to recapture the lightning in the bottle yeah. of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. People who... Actors who, if you put them on paper at the time, you'd think they would never work well together. But they fucking own that movie. Like, it is about their relationship. And then when you bring it back, Tommy Lee Jones has no memories. And it's just, it's almost painful to watch because it's just like, sort of, oh, sort of going through the motions of, okay, yeah, eventually they're going to be back to where they were. Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing. doing the same relationship thing again is yeah. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. But sort of reversing it, it, it doesn't really add it doesn't make it new. That much. It yeah. makes it old, but with yeah, um, it 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 makes it like an old meal perfumed. Yeah, and again, like what could you have done with it really? Because like, uh, Will Smith and I can't remember a name from like, if you would have kept that going, it would have just been a procedural thing. Mm. It would have just felt episodic yeah. at that point. Whereas Men in Black is just a solid film by itself. Yes. Whereas if you if you keep on going, like I think Men in Black Two raised the stakes of the thing. I mean, at, at the end, it's always the end of Men in Black Two is possibly one of my favorite ends to a film. Mm. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, oh no, is that first one? Men in Black One. No. With the cockroach? No, Men in Black 2 is the... Uh, the end of Men in Black 2 is when they've got... There's a big plant monster. <sighs> which is the one... <laughs> right. Which is the one where there's a universe in a little locket thing? That is... Um, Men in Black 1. And do they open a door at the end of Men in Black 1 and there are giants wandering around? Yeah. Oh no, that's... I think that's Men in Black 2. So... Men in Black 1, yeah. it ends with... It zooms out from Earth, and we're in a giant uh, giant galaxy on a in a marble being played right, with yeah. giant space aliens. Yes. Men in Black 2, I think, ends with uh, them opening the door and there's giants around. Okay. It's... yeah. That's a strange one, actually. It's fucking... Weird. I think the first version of that is better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's why why Men in Black One is mm. such a great yeah. movie. I think I, I think I enjoyed Men in Black Two, and I don't yeah. know why. I, maybe I should watch it again and well, realize that it's bad. That's the thing. There's like Men in Black Two. Uh, it takes the norm, which is like the, the whole. The, there's a great thing in Men in Black One that, um, like, 
Tommy Lee Jones keeps pointing out that there's always like a there's always a threat to Earth. Yeah, we just it's just a day to day business for us. Yeah, whereas Jay just like, oh my god, like they're gonna destroy the Earth. Yeah. and then and then Rip Torn just goes, yeah, shitter, ain't it? <laughs> like it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's just sort of for everyone in that department. It is just like same day, shit, yeah. different day kind of thing. It's and that's what I love about it. It's just like that they we constantly, another one. Yeah. yeah, it's oh, it's such a great, great movie. And then yeah, it's it's great aesthetic as well. Like how Men in Black looks like it's been well, it, it was obviously made made in the sixties. Yeah, and not much has changed yeah. uh, in. In terms of the same design uniform, of the building, uniform, same yeah. building, same yeah. But like everything else around them has changed, obviously. So when they get into the department, it's like all sixties retro futurism. Yeah, they've stuff. got the the, the egg seats. Oh, and... I love them so much. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Procedural is such a weird genre, right? Like it's it's a uh, it's a weird cross between your uh, procedural detective stuff, like you've yeah. got your kind of CSI, mm. forensics. It's given us a lot of stuff to work around, really. Lawyers do it a lot. Mm. There's that sort of, you know, oh, investigate why the client has the problem. Yeah. Uh, and then um, you have even the wackier ones, which are, you. a lot of the time there's crime around it. Mm. But oftentimes it's also medical. Medical dramas are, are all procedural, just about. Yeah. Um, it's I can't figure out why this man is dying. It's a sort of um, house is here. It's a sort of evolution of the. Um, uh, it's, sometimes it's an evolution of the noir, but it it does come from that whole sort mm. of like we're going through this today. Yeah. Uh, we're doing... I think certainly like mystery genre like. Um... Uh, you know, you, you show like Holmes and stuff is fairly procedural, mm. um, but um, I think it's sort of less out there, less wacky. Mm. It tends to, procedural. We tend to think of, I think, as uh, being a profession, mm. um, and that profession going through things in a in a matter of course. Like you're learning about their exciting, exciting job. Yeah. Um, but this one is a, is a. Oh, she's a bit of a maverick. This one. It's 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 funny. Procedurals tend to be more TV show based because of the nature of the episodic nature. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. For sort sure. Of, uh, uh, doing every like every episode is a case. Yeah. Solved at the end of the episode. Sure. Move on to the next week. Mm-hmm. Different case. Solved yeah. again. Yeah, the the, the uh, oftentimes the cases don't bear up for uh, a full like you know hour mm. feature, and I think the the that's that's basically what procedural is is a profession where they have something to solve yeah. and they end up solving it. Basically, Probably. that's what procedural means. Like, I, I think we had a lot of trouble sort of like, putting that down. Yeah, but it, like we said, procedural on the on the, um, the Patreon. Yep. Yeah, and was like, what's what's that? Uh, well, it's stuff like House, yeah. The X Files, uh, to some degree, Buffy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, CSI would be the best example for the most yes the most relevant example but yeah. you know like everything you know your columbos and your yeah um 
uh, it's sort of a more broad genre, I guess. The broad church is, yeah. is a procedural. <laughs> church uh, procedural. So that's what we're we... going to get to the bottom of where this sin is. <laughs> so that's what we mean by procedural, basically. Yeah. But um, I think, uh, what's your favourite procedural thing? Ooh, good question. Um, I would say uh, my favourite, like, procedural themed thing is probably mm. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, yeah. Um, parody on yeah. procedural... Procedural things. Like, really, yeah. it's, it's a hospital drama yeah. in which they just use all the horror tropes. Yeah. It's like a really, really weird... They never solve any cases. Yeah. I've not, I've not seen much of that, but I would like to. Oh, you would, it is, you'd it is love really it. Good. You would absolutely love Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Mm. Um... But in terms of, like, my favourite procedural thing, the one I got into most was probably something like Lie to Me. Or... Oh, with Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's fucking fantastic. Mm. He's not so fantastic in season two, mm. but um, I think he was done with it, and so were the rest of the cast. Yeah. It was it was very much a phoned-in season, but if mm. you watch, watch the first season, it's all self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's great in it. Yeah. Like, Tim Roth is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And he is the centre, the very, very centre of that. Um, he should have... That show, mm. it wasn't perfect, mm. but it should have had a lot more seasons because he's a fantastically charismatic centre for a, you know, a, mm. a procedural. Like, um, that's, that's leading on to a thing about the procedural genre. The best ones I've found are where the main characters do something different to the norm yeah Yeah. a gimmick yeah basically so like um castle comes at it from a a storyboarding like writer's writer's perspective perspective. um the mentalist does mentalist tricks (laughs) um jonathan creek uses his knowledge of stage magic yep uh, that was that was a pretty good one actually. I completely forgot Jonathan Creek uh, yeah. was a thing. Um, um, you've got uh, Columbo who is grumpy and wears a raincoat. Uh, House is just a dick grum- to grum- people. Grumpy and wears a raincoat. Yeah, has um, a cane. <laughs> um, there's uh, what's his name? Ah. Uh, What's the guy, the um, guy with OCD? Monk? Monk, yes. Yeah. Monk has OCD, so if it's if it's something's out of place, he can yeah, he magically re- realise. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, famously. I think that the original procedural yeah. uh, sure. narrative, yeah. I guess, would be, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Crack addict. Yeah. Um, um, so... That's important. Yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah, just s- someone who's a bit out of, like, goes against the the norms to, um, to do to to do what they do to get results. Yeah. basically. Absolutely. Uh, Mavericks, uh, essentially. To some extent. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek is is often a procedural. Yeah, yeah. 
um, because they go through their regular procedures pretty much every time that they come across a weird, mysterious void in space or mm. go to a planet and there is a disturbance by two yeah. opposing races. They always like have they have their procedures, and mm. there are people who will do things out of like turn yeah. to in order to to make stuff work. Um, I think um, Kirk is a very good example of that. Yeah, sure. Picard maybe not so much. Not so much. He he's he's kind of a way of of, of teaching everyone that sometimes the system works. <laughs> uh, if you if you, the, if the anti Kirk if, you, if will. you live in a utopia. <laughs> <laughs> If you live in a socialist utopia, <laughs> the system is usually quite good. Yeah. And if you if you follow it and believe in it, then mm. you get things done. Not a reflection on our society yeah, yeah. where the system doesn't work and um and, and through the, rich. the next generation sort of teaching like, oh, this is a system that would work. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's talking about Star Trek. Yeah, for, we should, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think... Uh, so the the tropes are uh, Maverick, person who has a quirk yep. that lets them do their job, uh, that lets them do their job completely in a out way, in a different in... way that is pro- sometimes frowned upon, Yeah. Uh, but they get results at the end of the uh, day. Dexter. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Essentially, as a procedural, yeah, you know, um, he goes to crime scenes, looks at things, and goes, "Hmm, maybe I should murder the culprit." <laughs> yeah, um, like I'm, I was thinking, uh, that this is counteracted by an assistant character, yeah, who is sometimes the protagonist, yeah, uh, such as Watson, Watson in yeah, Holmes. Sure. Essentially, he's yeah. the relatable one. Yeah, um, and. Well, yeah, it's just someone for the audience. Or to what's be. your face out of Castle? Uh, Castle's a weird one. I think. See, this is the thing for me. For for Castle, that. you totally identify with. Yeah. Castle, but none of the plot lines are castles. Yeah. Yeah. Beckett is the name of the lady. Mm-hmm. Um, has all of the actual driving plot points. Yeah, yeah. Castle's plot points are all like, <laughs> oh no. An ex-girlfriend has come back from uh, <laughs> Chicago. It's a weird... Castle is a weird show, uh, if you think about it yeah. in terms of genre. But sure. it's, it's a good, it's a good, good it's thing. You should watch it. Uh, um, is it still going? Fucked if I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> gave I up on stopped four. watching around season three, season four, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I'm thinking, like, uh, well, you've got Mulder and Scully. Yep. Uh, none of them are really that relatable. Uh, which, would you, which would you prefer... Mulder and Scully or Skulder and Molly? I've never seen a TV show of Skulder and Molly. No? Well, no. imagine. Use your imagination, Skulder Tom. That's... Skulder and Molly? What would that be? <laughs> That's <a> dumb question. <laughs> Skulder and Molly? Yeah. Just imagine. Is it, is it one where Gillian Anderson is the one who completely believes in aliens and David Duchovny is the straight... Straight man, essentially. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, Scotland and Molly. Yeah, let's go with that one. <laughs> you had no idea what that meant, did you? No. no. I just, uh, I just, I've, I've always loved mixing their names yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scotland and Molly. This I, could be a case for Scalder and Molly. I, I think, I think, Molly and Scalder, Molly and Scalder. Yeah. <laughs> Molly's just mixing up some more toms. 
Switch around, swap around here on Lives of Pitch Podcast. Stop. Um, Mulder and Scully. We've got Paul Rudgerhauer here. Yeah. <laughs> Please free me. Get back in your cage, Paul Rudgerhauer. <laughs> um, but uh, Mulder and Scully, I think, are, are pretty good. I, I well, like if if it, if, it, if it was Gillian Anderson playing the the one who believes. Yeah. I think it'd be weird because Dave Duchovny has that down so well. He's got the middle distance look right, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that the... and the that and the lack of emotion in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> well wouldn't that make it make sense for him for someone who doesn't believe? No no no. That that would completely make sense because the amount of conspiracy video theory videos I've seen on YouTube <laughs> where the people commenting like well people doing the commentary have got no sense of uh, uh, in the third age of the golden dragon dawn yeah. uh, we saw that there was a meteor shower over uh, Africa yeah. and uh, it, uh, during that time there was a uh, an uh, uprising in the African nations um, <laughs> with uh, the uh, Zaphoids um, they were uh, in, in, in many ways part of the golden dragon dawn uh, invasion. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is essentially. He's just like, <laughs> why don't you believe, Scully? <laughs> like every episode, but it's it's a great dynamic because <laughs> Gillian Anderson's bouncing off the walls constantly. She's just, oh my god, Mulder! What are we gonna do this week? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, Scully. Maybe the aliens are out there. Maybe they're not. <laughs> All I know is I believe the former. <laughs> She's oh. like, okay, Mulder. You're such a weird goose. <laughs> um, I definitely don't believe, but I don't believe emphatically. <laughs> I've got a notebook saying I don't believe. <laughs> That's my version of the X-Files. What was weird about the X-Files is, like... I went into... Because I've only started watching The X-Files quite recently. Right. I say quite recently, two years ago. <laughs> um, but, like, I always thought it was them sort of debunking... Much like Jonathan Creek. Yeah. Sort of debunking a weird thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, we're going to go and see this weird... Um, the We're going to try and find the rat man. Yeah. Where they find out that it's just a man. Yeah, Scooby-Doing, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But when when it was actually just sort of like they showed aliens yeah. as aliens, I was like, okay, yeah. that's... This is a great show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just for just for committing to... Yeah, just a bunch and, of like cryptids and, yeah, and aliens. It's and, great. Uh, uh, it's brilliant. Like just weird... Like local folklore for that region as well. To, I need to start. It's, oh, it's watching so good. it again. Like you need to. I need to get into it. It's super nineties, but I love it. Like yeah. um, I've heard good things about the the reboot. Yeah, oh, like, I, I think I think I've got because I've got all the films as well. There's been like four films. Hmm. <laughs> I've yet to yet to watch, but it's yeah. The X Files is a good one. Um, I would like I said Buffy earlier. Yeah. That's an interesting procedural because it's not really 
some of the episodes are very noir procedural. This person's been murdered. Let's find the vampire that murdered them. Yeah. Um, or like, let's hunt down this demon that will be here, and then and then they've got to pull all their resources to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think that the thing with Buffy is Buffy. Buffy has a gimmick, mm. and that is she's usually right, <laughs> and yeah. everyone thinks she's wrong. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like, uh, every Halloween in Buffy, because Halloween is the time where demons don't come out right. in the Buffy universe, but every Halloween, there's an episode where a demon comes out, <laughs> <laughs> and and Giles is always just like, Demons don't come out. Don't, don't, be, don't be ridiculous, Buffy. This be, and she's like, "No, I'm I'm right. I'm pretty sure that the demons come out, Giles." Because when I was watching it, because I was talking to my friend who's like a huge Buffy fan, and I was like, "Oh, is this another episode where Buffy's right again, and everyone <laughs> thinks she's wrong?" And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's a trope, <laughs> just something that happens." Ah. Well, there you are, yeah. uh, Mavericks. Yeah, Buffy. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. But I mean, yeah, conventional like, wisdom says sometimes, like the the, Ma- the Mavericks uh, are usually like from a place where the audience are just like, "Huh, that's no, that's not right." And then at the end, it turns out they are. But you you're in that comfortable place at all times where mm. everyone else around them is like, "No, you can't do that mentalist trick just to yeah. get them to admit that they they're telling they're, they're telling a lie." Yeah. Uh, and then he does the mentalist trick, and you've seen enough episodes now that you're like, "Yep, I'm mm. expecting, I'm waiting for the mentalist trick to go right." Yeah. You know, you you you're in the safe place of having faith in the protagonist that their jive yeah. works. Well, that's the thing. I think I might have talked about the my sort of not qualms with house. Mm. Um, like I do love watching Hugh Laurie in that show because he is great, and it is just so sort of oddly refreshing to watch someone being s- such a dick. Yeah, like to to patients where at the end of at the end of like the meeting with House, they're just like, "Oh yeah, I guess you're right," kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like I think there was one where it was just like, uh, "Have you done drugs in the past twenty uh, in the past week or so?" And the the kids in front of his dad saying, "No, no, no! Well, the, well these drugs will kill you if you if you have." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, no drugs do drugs all the time. <laughs> I'm always doing drugs." Yeah, it's just sort of like, "Oh yeah, it's quite nice to see everything." But the thing with house is, um, it sort of tricks you into being smarter and more medically, uh, sort of savvy savvy than you are, mm. um, because. Like at the end of the episode, you go. Real science they're using. Yeah, it's a weird one because it's just sort of like, I, th- I think the writers have obviously. They're, I know they base it on real cases. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they. I guess they must do the yeah. research. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's that famous Michelin Web sketch where there's two writers writing a procedural hospital drama yeah. and didn't do any reasons. Like I had a holiday booked. Uh, it was, <laughs> and then when it comes to it, just like this, not this isn't going to taste very nice with a spoon of like medicine, <laughs> Un- undescribed medicine. <laughs> and he rips off a band aid and goes, "That never gets any easier." It's just sort of, <laughs> but like obviously, House does does the research the the writers of house do the research and at the end of the episode you're sort of like 
oh yeah, it is that. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And you're like, because I've not done a medical degree. <laughs> I have no idea. This is why I go to doctors. Yeah, and also, <laughs> House cheats because he's got a script. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meta level of House. <laughs> I mean, like, he cheats because, like, he's not a character that immediately gets it. Yeah, yeah. Or he is, but, like, it's not not like a human would get it. It's the fact that, mm. you know, Dr. Gregory House is a fiction yeah. of a super doctor that will eventually figure out the thing. Yeah, but, like, it's it's just a case of you're, you're learning um, along with these characters as they're... Yeah. As they're sort of trying to figure out what's wrong with the patient. I mean, yeah, but, like, I, I it's strange because it's, like, when you think about it, it's, like, you didn't, you used oxytocin for for a, a swelling of the knee. You know that makes uh, clavortical uh, glandulitis worse. And there's an audience, you're going, yeah, tell them. <laughs> tell them what, tell them what's what. <laughs> yeah, you're going, yeah, you're going, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you know that it made clavortical glandulitis worse? You idiot you med student. idiot. <laughs> Ah, oh, flip it at you, stupid, <laughs> stupid, incredibly attractive, stupid medical <laughs> student. Well, yeah, I, I think I've also expressed <laughs> that you've brought up a thing there with just American TV in general, just English, just TV in general, really, uh, yeah. just, just really attractive people. Yeah. Like, um, but that's just that's that's stuff. that's just an aesthetic thing, really. Um, but uh, the. Uh, supernatural is also a, a procedural in many oh, yeah. ways, uh, but it's at odds with itself because what it wants to be is this weird sort of angsty um, uh, two brothers like getting mm. on into like not telling each other things and 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 that sort of thing. But the mm. first season largely is them doing procedural track down a mm. monster and figure out what the monster is and try and like get rid of it and all that stuff. And you start to learn all the rules, like yeah. you know. Uh, ghosts can't go through salt on doors and like yeah. you know if you shine certain lights at them and um, the if you burn their corpse they disappear and... it's the same with Buffy uh, like pretty much the same uh, world just sort of using old folklore and yeah. stuff like that like... Um, but the the thing with with um, uh, Supernatural is that oftentimes you get episodes where and the show gets annoyed at itself because it's like there's one brother who will be going like, no, oh, I'm consulting with demons because I'm taking a dark path this season, mm. um, and uh, and and getting distracted. And the other brother's like, I'm trying to solve this mystery with uh, like over here, and you're not helping. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and you're going, yeah, go and ha- go and help with the the monster of the week thing, please. Mm. And they're like, I'm having a dark time. I'm addicted to demon drugs. <laughs> It's like, yo, get back to the show. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.